This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. everybody. Welcome back to Books and Stuff Podcast. This is Danielle, and usually I have my wonderful husband, Zach, here with me, but this week he wasn't able to join, so I will be joined by a very special guest. I have Kaylee from Kaylee's Books. You can find her at Kaylee's Books on Instagram and YouTube. We're going to talk all about Bookstagram, all about Booktube, and everything in between. So don't forget to check out her links. I'll have them listed in the description box beneath the podcast, whatever platform you listen on. And also don't forget to follow this podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Go check out the Instagram at Books and Stuff Podcast, and we'd love to chat with you over there too. So stick around and we'll have Kaylee on here in just one second. All right, I'm here with Kaylee. Hi, Kaylee. Thank you for coming on. This has kind of been a long time coming. This was supposed to happen back in November, but this is the guest I was talking about that I had to cancel on when I went to the hospital. So we finally got it rescheduled. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know, me too. I've been wanting to chat with you. So how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I've started a new book. Usually we talk about the book that we're currently reading as like a icebreaker or something. Are you currently in the middle of a book? I am, but it is a fantasy book. I am currently in the middle <laughs> of a book called The Ruin of Kings. I am currently in the middle of a spooky book too, actually. I'm currently in the middle of episode 13. I'm 60 pages into it and I'm excited to pick it back up once I'm done with some of my fantasy ones. <laughs> I've been really wanting to read that one. It's a lot longer than I thought it was. Yeah, and it is mixed media, so it's not like uh, heavy text on every single page, but it is still longer than I thought. I know I've heard the audio is really good, too, with a full cast, so mm -hmm. I'm waiting for a hold to come in for with the audio so I can kind of read the audio alongside the mixed media format of the physical book, because I think that'll be peak reading experience <laughs> that sounds awesome you're you're welcome to talk about fantasy books here just because zach and i don't read fantasy this might be more centered towards horror and thriller but you can throw in a fantasy book i promise um <laughs> and then the book i'm currently reading i actually have it in front of me so i'll show you on the video i'm reading the writing retreat which is like the book of the month thriller pick from february and also, I just finished Small Spaces, which I know is a book that you really liked. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. So I've been trying to do like a weekly reading vlog. And I was like, what perfect timing to read this book because I'm going to be talking with Kaylee. Yeah, <laughs> um, Small Spaces is so good. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. I haven't read any middle grade, which is kind of like a bummer because I literally work in the middle grade department at a library and I'm like such a fraud because I haven't read any <laughs> so <laughs> but I finally got one under my belt <laughs> um, that's a great you, have too. I know I have you read more into the series I've only read the first two I really need to pick up the third and the fourth one but um the first two are so good small spaces is still my favorite but 
I love how they go into each season with the, each book too. And so, cause like the book one is fall, book two is winter. I'm assuming book three is spring and then summer. I just, what a great series. <laughs> I know. I'm really excited too. I like the cover actually a lot for the new one that just came out. I think it has mm-hmm. like a clown on it or something like that. I don't remember what it's mm-hmm. called, like Empty Smiles maybe. I'm not totally sure. But oh I saw that one come in at the library and I was like, wow, that cover might be my favorite uh, for the entire series so far. Um, also, you just got off of doing a, a readathon. How did that go? Yeah, it was pretty intense. We I was a co-host for 72 hours in the haunted house and we were just reading spooky books with a wheels that were giving us subgenres based on uh how we spun and it was I read 10 books in those 72 hours, so I kind of went pretty hard, but I found some new favorites which I'm very excited about and it was just nice to spend uh all of my energy for those 72 hours on horror books, which sometimes, you know, the issue of reading so many different genres is you always feel like you're missing out in every genre because you just want to dedicate all your time to one of them. So it was nice to, to read a bunch of horror all at once. Which we'll get into your channel or like booktube in general later. But I just want to say I actually just uh, watched your reading vlog. I watch pretty much all of your videos um not not the fantasy ones I'm gonna be honest because I'm lost with that um but you do such a good job with your reading vlogs because I think that you are one of the booktubers who really really like discusses a book as you're reading it like some people probably me too honestly I'm like oh this is how I'm feeling I'll like say like just a few sentences but you like really dive into your feelings and like analyzing the book and everything and I think that's awesome and it was like an hour-long video and I was like okay I'm just hanging with Kaylee for an hour Yeah, so, I oftentimes am like, oh, man, I need to learn how to stop talking at some points because it makes the editing so annoying. But I uh, teach in uh, an, a literature class in undergrad for, for undergrads at a university. And so I'm my job is to blabber on about books. And I feel <laughs> like sometimes in my videos, I get a little bit too self-indulgent and just blabber on forever about the books. And so, yeah, that's always my problem with the videos is how long is too long? <laughs> well, I'll let you know that people like, and I'm the same way too. It sucks editing wise, but people actually like the longer videos. We like to hear you chat. So <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> Um, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's jump into some questions. I thought that one of the questions I always ask people right off the bat is what made you want to start your bookstagram and booktube? Which one did you start first? And, um, yeah, what's kind of the story behind that? Yeah. So I had been wanting to start a booktube channel for so long because I've been watching booktube for years and I was just a little afraid to do it. And then I moved to a new state and I don't really know people in my new state. And basically I was just kind of bored, didn't have much of a social life. And I was like, I want to start a booktube channel. Maybe I can make some good online friends Um, and totally worked out. And so I started it to make friends um, because I didn't have a lot of friends in like my real life because of the new state. And uh, I have successfully made many friends on booktube. So that has been exciting. And I made Bookstagram after just as a way to be able to chat with people because there's no messaging feature on Booktube. 
But um, so definitely BookTube was like the place I started and the place, my main platform is BookTube. Bookstagram, I don't love taking pictures. And so I post thumbnail outtakes on there and that's pretty much the only thing I do on Bookstagram. (laughs) Instagram is such a hard like beast to tackle too. It's so hard to grow on Instagram and I feel like you, it's hard for me to see like the content from the people I actually want to see the content from. And I feel Mm -hmm. like people aren't seeing like the stuff that I make too. So it's kind of like frustrating. It's like, okay, so I'm like trying to take all these nice pictures and it's like just for like shits and giggles. It's like not doing anything, but I like seeing what other people post, but it can be frustrating. I love seeing seeing other people's posts, but I'm just terrible at taking pictures. And so my posts always end up looking when I'm trying to take a more artistic picture of a book. I'm like, oof. That didn't work out, Kaylee. What you doing there? And so, yeah, I I appreciate other people's bookstagrams, but I find it incredibly difficult to be uh, post good pictures on bookstagram. Um, but you did just post uh, your recreation of my best friend's exorcism, and I encourage everyone to go. I already did the spiel. Go check out her Instagram, even if it's just for that post alone, because it was really, really good. How did you make that? Oh, it's just on Canva. I was having so much fun with it. Just dropping in a bunch of different clip art pictures to recreate (laughs) Best Friends Exorcism cover, because that's one of my favorite covers of all time. If not, I think it is my favorite cover of all time, not just one of. And it was fun to... to (laughs) take a picture of me and give myself the evil red eyes and all the little little clip art things added in and the blue the blue part on top I just I was laughing cackling is a more accurate description of what I was doing I was cackling the whole time creating that Instagram picture <laughs> Canva's kind of like a dangerous I we love Canva too it's kind of like mm-hmm. a dangerous place to just go you can like get lost in Canva for hours if you're like just in the mood to just make random stuff I could be sitting there for hours on Canva <laughs> yeah canva is so easy to use too i love it because again i'm not an artistic person and so it's nice to be able to make things look nice quite easily on canva i love making my thumbnails on there and stuff too yeah so we kind of touched a little bit on this but what would you say are your favorite genres and maybe what are some of your all-time favorite books and you're allowed to talk about fantasy again i promise (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i read a lot of genres so I know it sounds kind of silly to be like oh my favorite genres are horror thriller sci-fi fantasy romance like but those are all my favorite genres and I feel like I read pretty equally across all of those genres and so um some of my favorite books in the horror genre I think are our more recent favorite is Mary by Nat Cassidy I love that book so much an older favorite is The Shining by Stephen King that one is so freaking good um I love Alexis Henderson's books too. Um, Year of the Witching and House of Hunger are amazing. And um, and then for like all time favorites across genres, I consider Brandon Sanderson like my favorite author ever. I love his stuff, and he's he's a fantasy author. Because um, I used to only read fantasy when I was a teenager, and then um, until I was like in my early twenties, and then it was only 
around like age 22. I'm 26 now, so it's been four years, but it was around age 22 where I discovered other genres. I was like, wait, these other genres are so good too. Um, So Brandon Sanderson is like long-term favorite, but there's definitely a lot of horror authors that I love now too. The Nat Cassidy book is one that I still need to read. I knew that you were going to say that book right away. Um, And I don't know. It just seems it's like a daunting task. It's longer than I even like remember it being, but I know that a lot of people have liked it. So it's, it's one of those books I keep checking out from the library, bringing it home and then not reading it, having to return it and then re putting it on hold. I got to get to it at some point. Um, because I know that it's one of those books too, that, um, it's so deep in such an unlikable character's head for so long that I think a lot of people did struggle with it because they're like, I don't want to be in Mary's head anymore. (laughs) Um, it's, it's not, it's not the same, but the same sort of, uh, uh, family, I guess, a Stephen Graham Jones writing. And Stephen Graham Jones is one of my favorite horror authors ever as well, because he is so good at getting into these um, horrible characters' minds. And I just, that's something I love in, in horror. I, I love an unlikable narrator, and I love an unreliable narrator. And Mary has both of those. Nice. So I guess just hopping on, off of that question, I'll skip over to what are your favorite tropes in Let's talk about horror. I feel like you don't read as much thriller as you do horror. Is that fair to say? I I read thrillers, but they're always like a fun time. But standout favorites always tend to be in the, the horror genre, not necessarily the thriller genre. There are some gems, but um, I like if I had to choose between the two genres, I would definitely choose horror. Um, but yeah, so favorite tropes in horror, uh, as I just said, um, unlikable main character, unreliable narrator, love that. Um, I also love an atmosphere, love a good atmosphere in horror books. Um, I think Darcy Coates is someone that does that really well, and I love Darcy Coates' books. Alexis Henderson's books do that really well as well. Uh, House of Hunger was one of my favorites from last year because of the atmosphere, Um, I think that comes a little bit from being uh, a fantasy reader, too, and just wanting to sink into this horror world. And and when an author is able to create that spooky atmosphere, I love it so much. Um, But yeah, atmosphere, unreliable narrator, and then... Uh, some some favorite subgenres within horror. I love uh, sci-fi horror is something I've been really loving. One of the um, favorites is Mira Grant's Into the Drowning Deep. Um, it's awesome, and just your you know a classic serial killer horror book is always really fun. But yeah, I feel like there's so many so many tropes and subgenres in horror that I love. It's it's more difficult for me to say what I dislike in horror, honestly. <laughs> Same. I didn't really get into the horror genre until last year. I was pretty much like only reading thriller books and like occasionally a romance. I've really gotten away from romance in the last year for sure. Um, And so last year was finally like my jump into really like prioritizing horror books. And I probably read more horror than I did thriller last year. And horror novellas are like my favorite. I have so many that not a lot of people talk about that I've really enjoyed. Um, And so going off of that, do you have like a hidden gem book? It doesn't have to be a horror book. It could be whatever genre you like. I always like to ask this question because then um, like new books will go, 
recommendations will go out there from people who watch you and everyone else who we've um, interviewed. Um, so do you have like a book that no one ever talks about, but like is your hidden gem? Um, I have like two recent faves. I don't know how, how well they hit the hidden gem, but I did notice that um, I recently read Clown, Clown Brigade by Stephen Graham Jones. And of course, Stephen Graham Jones is a beloved author and well-known. However, Clown Brigade is a Scribd exclusive. And so I don't think it's well-read because it is only on Scribd. And I think a lot of people don't know it exists. Like when I added it to my Goodreads, I think there are only a couple hundred reviews of it. And I was like, what the heck? Um, so yeah, Clown Brigade. And it's very, very short. Um, I listened to the audio and I think it was only an hour and 20 minutes. So um, it's kind of in between short story and novella um, territory. But Clown Brigade was a lot of fun. And then also um, Blinky, which it it gets talked about, but it should be talked about even more because that was so good. I read it um, recently by Keelan Patrick Burke. It's a novella, um, only 75 pages, and it's grief horror. And almost every sentence hit me so hard. You got to give it 30 pages. Give it 30 pages to get started. Give it 30 pages before you decide it's not for you. But I think the pacing was done intentionally, and I think the pacing was brilliant, and the whole story was just incredible. So, so good. That's one that I really want to read, too. Um, I know that you know who Zach is, and obviously people listening know who Zach is. Um, He's a huge Keelan Patrick Burke fan. He's read probably, like, eight or nine Keelan Patrick uh, Burke books. I haven't read any yet, but... Um, I guess, spoiler alert, Sour Candies on my uh, March TBR because I felt like I wanted to start there because that's the one that everyone talks about. Um, but Blanky is definitely on my list to read because I've heard nothing but good things about that one. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about this in my recent vlog, but I thought grief horror wasn't a thing I was into in the horror genre. And Blanky completely changed my mind about grief horror as some as a subgenre in horror. Because now I'm like, I need way more grief horror books to read because Blanky was so good. So <laughs> I, that's my only book I've read from Keelan Patrick Burke. I really need to read more. Sour Candy is up there because I think, like you said, that's the one most people talk about. And so I need to experience it. But people, make sure you're not sleeping on Blanky because Blanky is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Should I change your four book recommendations and put Blanky in it? <laughs> I asked Kaylee for four book recommendations because I always make a graphic whenever we have a guest and uh, honestly I got the recommendations back in November when we were initially supposed to (laughs) record so maybe I'll have to add Blinky to it we'll do an honorable mention (laughs) I don't even Um, remember what I recommended to be honest (laughs) I can let you know (laughs) um Well, so let's switch gears over to BookTube now. What are your favorite videos to watch on BookTube? And what are your favorite videos to make on BookTube? Favorite to watch? um, I love reading vlogs. I think it's so fun to hear people's in-the-moment thoughts as they're reading a book. And it just feels like we're experiencing the book together. Um, But those are actually my least favorite type of videos to make just because they require uh, me to stop reading throughout the book and sometimes I just want to binge through a book and not be updating along the way you know I like making reading vlogs and I do a lot of reading vlogs on my channel but those are definitely ones that can 
cause me to have burnout if I'm in the middle of too many reading vlogs at once. Um, my favorite video to make is probably my TBR game video. Um, just because I love to see what prompts I'm gonna get and what books I'm gonna be able to read in the next month um, because it is just as much of a surprise for me as it is for the viewer because I don't know what I'm going to be given in the game. Um, so yeah, I always get excited to film that because then I can actually figure out what the heck I'm reading next month. <laughs> People are so creative now with with TBR videos, I feel like even like a few years ago, there weren't as many like TBR games on BookTube, but there's so many that are so well done too. If you didn't know, Kaylee does TBR land. Is that technically what you call it? Based off of yeah. Candyland. A lot of people choose mm -hmm. ones based off of board games. I am 100% not creative enough to think of something like that. Um, but yours is so good because you, um, I feel like you have a good chance of getting all of the genres that you enjoy. And um, I like seeing you um, like, <clears throat> have to pick the books based on the prompts like you said um so mm -hmm. i would definitely encourage you to watch those videos too also back to reading vlogs i have the hardest time with reading vlogs just because it's hard to remember what i have already filmed and like remember to like okay you need to stop here and give an update on this book it's like the hardest thing for me because i always forget because i like you kind of said it's hard to just like stop wanting to like read the book and stuff which is why I haven't done vlogs in a while um well that's not the only reason um I we don't want to see vlogs of someone puking all the time but um <laughs> it's hard to I, I just like struggle keeping it all together and like I really want to be someone who does like weekly reading vlogs but that's like oh my god I gotta remember seven days to like vlog I gotta put on makeup seven days I don't always do that um but like I said, you have really great reading vlogs and you do post a lot of them, which I enjoy as a consumer of your content. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so my next question is, is there a video concept that you have come up with that has kind of like fallen through the cracks or maybe one that you like really want to do, but like can't figure out the books to feature? Do you have any videos kind of like that? Yeah, I mean, there's one, it's it's similar to the question you asked me earlier about Hidden Gem, and I have been wanting to do a series where I just kind of go through books. Uh, I, I thought the easiest way would be on KU, and for example, KU horror books, um, and just looking and finding books that have, you know, less than 50 ratings on Goodreads and reading a couple, and the goal of the video is trying to find a Hidden Gem book, like finding a new favorite out of these um, books that don't have many reviews and people don't know about because oftentimes I feel um, worried that I'm just reading what's popular and people are just um, hearing the same recommendations from me as other people. But that goes with when I'm reading, I have interest in so many different genres. Sometimes it's difficult to be well-read in any one genre when I'm reading across multiple and so I would love to be able to find some books that people haven't heard of and, and share this um, wonderful new reading experience with people. But it's difficult, of course, because 
how many books will you have to read until you find that hidden gem book to have the video be a success, you know? Um, it's risky to be reading books that people um, haven't vetted previously. And so when I'm eventually having more time, um, I would like to start a video series like that where I go through different um, uh, genres of self-published books and just read through a bunch until I find one that I think is awesome and share it with people. But that hasn't, I haven't had the time to do that yet. <laughs> That's an <laughs> awesome idea. I, I like the idea of Kindle Unlimited. I just don't read off of my Kindle often enough to like justify it. But um, also, I don't know if you agree with this. This could totally just be me. It's hard to like post videos about lesser known books because a lot of times like the viewers are more interested in like the books they know about. And so um, Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like, I don't know. Do you agree with me at all? Or are you like, no? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah. Whenever I'm making the thumbnail for videos, when I'm reading a bunch of books, I make sure to put the most popular ones in the thumbnail because you know, that's what's going to get clicked on the most. Um, So it's definitely difficult to uh, balance you know, reading the popular ones and drawing in new viewers, because that's how people can find your channel, too. If everyone has read this book recently and they love it and they want to see other people read it, they may click on your video even when they don't know who you are. Um, But then also you don't want to be doing the same thing that every other person is doing. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I, I would like to have some recommendations that originated from my channel instead of me reading books based off of everyone else's recommendations, too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a balancing act of, um, doing something new on book two, but also wanting to do stuff that will be watched on book two. For sure. I completely agree with that. Um, YouTube is just, again, it's a hard game to play because you want to do the stuff that you want to do, but also you're technically like kind of have to cater to the audience that you know what, what it is that they're going to want to watch and everything. So it's hard to like find, I think like the perfect balance of wanting to like please them, but also do what you want to do too. And like, I think mm-hmm. that that's a great um, video series idea because yeah, people, people always need to find new recommendations. We have a ton of horror novellas and I like to try and squeeze in not even just um, horror novellas in general, but I always like to try and squeeze in like one lesser known book each month to try and see if I can find um, a hidden gem, as we keep saying. But Mm -hmm. sometimes those just really don't hit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I said, it's risky because if no one has read it yet, you don't know if it'll be to your reading tastes or not, because there's no one that has vetted it already. Yeah, like last year, I can't remember what month it was, I scrolled to like the bottom of Amazon and I was looking for just some, I keep talking about horror novellas, a short horror novella that like no one had heard of. It had less than 50 reviews, like you're saying. And I, the one I chose, it was a, it was an extreme horror novella and it had so much, um, potential but there are so many like grammatical errors in it and I was like do I rate this book bad just because like the grammar is like low-key awful or do I just like I don't know I was struggling so hard with it because I was like this book has so much potential but like as like a reader I'm like this is like not right (laughs) 
So another draft or two. I know. Um, anyway, so your channel kind of grew pretty quickly. When did you, when did you actually start your channel? Um, I started it in the middle July, I think. What do you, what would you credit to how fast your channel grew for people who want to start a channel? um, Yeah, I think wanting to make friends was a good way to grow the channel just because making friends in the community means you're being involved in the community. And I think um, my channel grew because I got so involved in the community and I do so many um, live shows with book discussions and reading sprints I'm on quite often that uh, people could find my channel more easily because they saw me on these live shows that they were um, watching. And so I think there's a certain level of networking that has to happen on BookTube, but you have to make sure you're being authentic in that networking attempt, you know. Um, Me uh, making connections came out of place of came out of a place of me authentically wanting friendships. And it just so happened that that also um, helped my channel grow too. Um, So yeah, I think uh, because the YouTube algorithm is not kind to new channels. And so um, even if you're making great content, if you're new and you don't have viewers yet, it's very difficult for people to find your content on BookTube. And so um, one way people were able to find me, even though I was a new channel, was just being on reading sprints, you know, and people are searching reading sprints and there's only so many that are live all at once. And so kind of bamboozled my way into (laughs) having people find me on their homepage. (laughs) Also, I think reading sprints is a great, um, it's kind of crazy how reading sprints became what it is now because it definitely also I've been watching booktube for a while like I said and it definitely was not a thing even like two years ago I feel like it wasn't as Mm -hmm. crazy as it is now like you'll find like 10 creators a night doing reading sprints sometimes like it's nuts Mm -hmm. and I think like always um even if you are just like a viewer just always commenting on reading sprints too is like because then um like as a creator like you're gonna remember people who comment on your stuff all the time because um you know if you are doing it frequently like the names are gonna catch on and everything so I think that reading sprints is a great thing yeah I I love a lot of them Mm -hmm. I do them yeah once a week on my channel um on every Monday and they're just so fun. It's such a w- great way to engage with other people in the community, both other booktubers and other people that are watching um, uh, videos. I know there's a lot of people that I met on Bookstagram that um, comment and in the live chat on my sprints that I've become good friends with too. And so it's also just a nice way to like cross um, the boundaries between different platforms such as YouTube um, and uh, Instagram and even TikTok, you know, where we can just all chat together and it's so easy to make um, friendships with people because we're all just a bunch of book nerds, you know? And so we all already have so much in common that it's just a fun, fun time chatting with everybody about books. And speaking of TikTok, you just made a book TikTok. How are you liking it? I am liking it. I was a bit resistant for a while because um, honestly, I just didn't understand how to make TikToks. (laughs) And I was a little intimidated, but I I finally um, decided to make one because there were certain things that I was wanting to do 
that didn't merit their own video on YouTube, but also it, it, it could be content that could have gone on Instagram, but I'm just, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not great at making pictures look pretty. And so I was like, well, TikTok is a good place for this shorter content. It's very much a baby account. I only have like a couple of videos on there right now and I'm still trying to figure out TikTok, but um, I'm, I've been having fun with having a place to have short content. Yeah, I love TikTok. I I don't remember when I made my book talk, but also um, you can translate um, like your TikToks to YouTube Shorts, and now people can get paid from YouTube Shorts too. So, yeah, Just yeah, saying. that's what originally made me want to do TikToks. I was seeing these YouTube Shorts, and I was like, "What are these?" I I felt like very <laughs> much an old person. I was like what are these YouTube shorts that everyone's talking about? And <laughs> and I thought uh, TikTok seemed like the easiest place to make. I, I didn't really like the YouTube short interface with how to edit it on there. And so then I was doing it on TikTok and then uploading that to the YouTube shorts. I don't upload all my TikToks on YouTube shorts because I don't want to spam like people's subscription feed, but the, the occasional good ones go on YouTube as well. <laughs> Nice. Well, to wrap it all up, I guess my like big question would be, what are your like bookish dream goals in in general? Like, is there something you want to do in regards to your channel, like starting a book club or starting a Patreon, eventually going full time? Do you have dream collaborations? Any of that? Yeah, I'm. (laughs) I would eventually like to start a Patreon. I'm not sure um, if that'll happen like anytime soon, but I just think it would be nice to have um, a place that is, is community focused and I can do um, special content. And that's where I would put a book club. Um, and I would like to start a book club too. And having um, a Patreon book club would be nice. Um, but because there's so many book clubs on YouTube and I feel like, Right now, I'm I'm kind of at the place where I'm participating in so many book clubs on YouTube that I don't really want to start my own. But I would like to start my own for maybe a smaller community where um, there could be more discussion amongst ourselves of like what we choose to read and making sure everyone is into the book and everything like that. And so I think Patreon would be a better place for that. Um, but again, I'm, that's like a distant goal. It would be nice one day to do that, but I'm not sure if that's happening anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I think that you could do it. You have a great, I feel like you have a great, like, loyal community around you. And so I feel like you would have a great Patreon and a great book club at that. So I encourage it. (laughs) Um, So I guess my last question would be, would you ever see yourself writing a book? If so, do you have a concept you've already thought of? Or a genre it'd be, do you have dreams of writing? Um, no, not a creative book. I, I am working on, um, like I, I do academic papers about literature, but they're not, they're not creative work. And so, uh, (laughs) potential dreams of creating a book are, are like boring scholarly books, not necessarily the fun, nice, creative fun books. So, uh, I, I am not a creative person. I, don't have the good ideas for making a book. Uh, but I, I appreciate other creative people and I love reading their work. That is just uh, not a talent that I possess. So no. 
<laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> well, anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I know that you, you've got to go back to sleep. You're not feeling well, but you still came and joined. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining. I had so much fun talking with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. So all of Kaylee's links will be linked in the like description box, wherever you listen to podcasts and you should definitely go check her out because she's a blast. And I promise you that you will not be disappointed by her content and your Kaylee's books everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Lucky you. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like different things everywhere because I couldn't get Danielle's books on Instagram. Whatever. That's a long story. That's, the benefit of having a name that could be spelled 50 different ways is it's less likely someone's taken the handle. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, But anyway, thank you so much for joining me. I'd love, we'd love to have you come back again. Hopefully Zach would be able to come on the next time. Um, He's at work right now, but yes, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening to the podcast and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.